You're listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome, everybody, to the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and this week's episode is going to be a very sports-centric, centered episode. Uh, returning to the show will be my good friends uh, Nick Turner, Tom McNeil, and Tyler Ivansich. And we're also going to have a special treat that we're going to be joined briefly by Tom's son, Landon, who's going to share with us his soccer experiences, um, playing the game, his training regimen, everything like that. So it should be a really fun, cool conversation with him. And then with uh, Nick, Tom, and Tyler, yeah, we just love getting together, chatting sports, talking about everything going on. Uh, we're going to do a very special tribute to Vin Scully, who meant so much to... The, the the citizens of Los Angeles who love the Dodgers. Uh, it's going to be a really cool tribute to him. And, of course, just chat everything sports. So looking forward to this episode, and it's going to be lots of fun. Uh, quick correction. I had mentioned in the episode that there was a documentary about Mike Tyson, you know, because there's been a lot of recent documentaries being released and uh, produced. Technically, docu- the, that show about Mike Tyson isn't a documentary. It's a miniseries. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in checking that out, please feel free. It's on Hulu. Lots of good stuff to watch on Hulu, both uh, sports themselves and documentaries about sports, which is really cool. Okay, here we go. Let's jump into the episode. This is uh, Casting for Fun with Tom, Nick, Tyler, and joining us briefly will be Adam. Returning to the Casting for Fun podcast to do some good sports talk talking with me are my good friends, uh, Nick Turner. Tyler Ivansage, Tom McNeil, and first time on the show, Landon McNeil. Gentlemen, how's everybody doing tonight? Good, good. 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 Very good. It's good to see everybody, and it's good. Uh, it's, it's been too long. I feel like I've been neglecting sports as far as uh, a talking point on my show goes, so we definitely need some more sports talk. Why is Tom on the podcast then? <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, man. Very cool. I think I think we brought Landon on because he's probably a better advice than Tom does. <laughs> you hear that, Landon? <laughs> Very cool. Well, Landon, I wanted to ask, we wanted to ask you a couple of questions, get your uh, your opinion on sports, and actually ask you some soccer questions too uh, before you have to uh, sign off for tonight. So does that sound good? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, your dad uh, has sent us so many videos on YouTube. Well, I'm not sorry, YouTube, but rather on Facebook uh, with your soccer skills. You got some mad skills, bro. It's, it's good to see you practicing, hustling, getting out there. Uh, just had a few general questions for you, Landon. Uh, how did you develop a, a love for, for soccer? Like, why did you choose soccer as your sport? Uh, my dad kind of introduced it to me and like, signed me up for a rec team when I was little. And then it clicked. Liked it ever since. Oh, very cool, very cool. Yeah, we definitely know your your dad's a huge fan. I mean, we used to play uh, soccer video games with him all the time, uh, winning eleven and then moving on to FIFA. In fact, uh, some of the games got kind of heated between uh, two of the members of this uh, podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, very cool, man. Very Something cool. like that. Yeah, had to, had to bring up had to bring a whiteboard out because you're someone gets has a little dementia. <laughs> very cool man very cool so so landon what does your training regimen look like i mean generally what, what are you doing specifically to to hone your skills and to practice uh like me and my friend will go out and like practice shooting like our first touch like like we'll drill at each other and then like we'll practice our first touch oh that, that's really important yeah absolutely so like tonight they did a drill where they pass it as hard as they can to each other and they have uh, they're inside a box and they have to receive the ball with their first touch and the ball can't bounce outside the box, even though it's being fired at them as hard as they can, you know, so just to be able to control the ball. So it's important to learn because when you're obviously you see when you're playing in a game, like the, the passes don't always come at you at the same speed. So you kind of almost have to be prepared for any type of pass that comes your way. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So how, how's your team doing this year, Landon? Uh, we're doing good. We qualified in our league in the top division. And we start next week. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. Yep. Our last tournament. We uh, 
We scored 20, I think like 26 goals and we didn't give up one goal. Oh, awesome. So the boys did really well. And so a lot of teams do Labor Day tournaments, but we're giving the boys the weekend off so that they can kind of just rest and relax and then come back strong when the season starts. Perfect. Very good. And uh, what position do you play, Landon? I play like left wing and a little bit of center defender. Oh, okay. Yeah. What is your favorite position to play, Landon? Probably left wing. Yeah, we lost. Um, so we had a kid that was the fastest kid on the field, and he was our center defender, and he was impossible to get past. And this poor kid, he he started getting um, foot pains. And he, he had some Achilles and heel issues to the point where he could, uh, where it like hurt to walk. Ooh. So he uh, obviously, he can't continue playing soccer. So Landon and a couple other kids fill in at center defender to kind of patch up that position and, and help in the back. So, Landon, who, who currently is your favorite soccer player? Probably Messi, but I do like a couple other players. Such as who? Who else do you like? I do like Jaden Sancho and Holland. Who's your favorite club? Probably Manchester United. Your boy. Him. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. I wonder why. <laughs> so really quick. So like when Landon was really little, like his first so- soccer team, there was a kid on the team named Charlie and this kid, like he was just lights out. And, you know, Landon would say, you know, why does Charlie score all the goals? And um, so we got to know Charlie and Charlie's dad uh, played on the Manchester United U19 team. And he's from England and he's, he was a phenomenal soccer player in his day. Um, He got injured. And so he really can't play anymore, but um, Charlie went on and is, is now on the uh, FC Dallas team here in Dallas, one of the top teams in DFW. And so we just trained with Charlie tonight. We still go train with Charlie and Charlie's dad knows some really, really good drills and, he grinds these boys to the bone, but you know, they know that iron sharpens iron and one B ones and, and uh, you know, it's the only way to get better. Awesome. So- sounds great. And obviously you're having lots of fun playing, right? Landon. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, buddy. It's, it's nice to keep up uh, the, the hobby of playing, you know, and if you get really good, I mean, who knows what, what the future holds for you, but you definitely got some great skill. So it's really exciting for me to see any of those videos that your dad posts on Facebook. It's, Always exciting and cool to see those stuff. Yes, sir. Yesterday we uh, we scrimmaged an older team to help us get more physical, and um, so these kids were pretty good sized older team too, pretty big kids. And on one of the plays, it was hilarious because this kid was like twice Landon's size, and like you know Landon's just like oh, it was like a post move, you know, he's like holding them up. And like all the parents were cheering on Landon, get him, Landon, get him. <laughs> this kid was like twice as big as him, but he 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 stood his ground. He did a good job. Size like, isn't everything. I'll say it sounds like messy. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's so. a good compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ended up tying that older team four four. We were up four to three, and in the last minute of the game, they they scored a goal to tie it, but. It was a good uh, learning experience for the boys to get physical. Oh, cool. Sounds good. Very cool. Uh, anything else you want to share with us, Landon, about soccer or just uh, sports in general? Uh, not really. He just, he just, pre- we just pre-ordered FIFA 23. Oh, uh, uh, for, uh, for uh, what system? PS5. PS5. Oh, you guys got a hand on the PS5. Congratulations. Yeah. I, I've been looking, but... Uh, <laughs> It's been tough to find one. Yeah, we uh, we actually went to Walmart and we told the lady like, hey, can you just call us when you get one in? And so I couldn't believe it, but she called Susan like oh. on like on a Sunday morning or something. 
And so we just like rushed over there before they were gone, you know? Oh, awesome. Smart move. Yeah. Never on the shelves. Yeah. Very cool. Landon, do you, do you beat your dad at FIFA? Probably not. Uh. <laughs> I could maybe tie. <laughs> Take it. Very nice. He would beat me in Fortnite, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Beat all of us. Very cool. Well, I think uh, they're implementing uh, cross-play. So I think uh, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 could technically play together. Yeah. Which would be yeah. pretty cool. Oh, and uh, Xbox and PlayStation can play. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Very cool. So we should definitely uh, get it on again, uh, play again. Last time <laughs> I played your dad, he killed me. So I need to practice my skills. <laughs> no more excuses, Tyler. Do we have to bring the whiteboard? I guess just got to find the picture. We had the whiteboard pictures. Like, I was dropping more wins than you had goals. You're breaking up. We can't hear you, bud. Uh, and that's how you know it's true. <laughs> Very cool. So, so for good, uh, Landon, thank you so much for joining us and uh, chatting some sports with us. So looking forward to seeing uh, your future soccer career, buddy. Cool, man. You want to go play? We'll see you later, buddy. Later, Landon. Bye. Hey, thanks, Landon. Thanks for coming on the show. Okay, gentlemen. So let's uh, let's talk some sports, man. I'm really excited to get the the crew back together to to chat about sports, everything going on, anything else we want to talk about too. I guess when we get the four of us together, we all we can be talking Super Bowl, then all of a sudden the uh, conversation shifts to like the righteous gemstones or something like that. So. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> but uh, uh, the one the one sports topic I for sure wanted to cover was uh, to do a, a tribute to Vin Scully. Uh, that obviously means a lot mm -hmm. to so much of us, Angelinos. We grew up here in the Southern California area. Uh, no matter what walk of life you're from, whether you're a, a tatted up gangbanger or like an old lady in hiker 80s, if you love the Dodgers, you love Vinny. So, yeah. Very cool, man. Very cool. So just a few, a few notes I wanted to share about Vin Scully. Then, of course, I mean, we can jump into any sports topic you guys want to talk about. I have a few in mind as well. Uh, so just a general conversation about sports like we like we do, you know. Very cool. So Vince Scully, born uh, November 29, uh, 1927 in the Bronx and then grew up in the Washington Heights section of Manhattan. Uh, Tom, were those areas that you were familiar with? Uh, is that close to where you served? No, that was in the north. I was in the south. So but, um, but I remember when I was little, uh, I actually had a Brooklyn Dodgers hat, like an old school wool Brooklyn Dodgers hat. Oh, from, nice. When I was young. But yeah. There you go, man. There you go. So I guess uh, from the notes I was able to gather, he, you know, he would go to games at the Polo Field in the Upper Manhattan area, which I guess technically was where the the Giants were playing. So, so technically, I mean, Billy might have grown up a Giants fan. But no, he did. He grew, he grew up a big Giants fan. He's from. That's what I'm saying. He's from the north. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's kind of tied to both teams. Yeah, tied to both teams, which is kind of cool, you know. Um, and then you know, after serving in the Navy, which is really cool that he served in the Navy for two years. Yeah, he began a. a broadcasting and journalistic career with the Fordham University in New York. So learning journalism while he was going to school. Uh, he was mentored greatly by uh, Red Barber, who I mm -hmm. guess from the notes what I've read, I mean, he's the one that kind of like instructed and taught him to, to you know, to be impartial, to, yep. to not be a, a homer, as it were, because I, I get so tired of like listening to just uh, broadcast. You, 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 you just tell who scores by who's listening to all the broadcasts. But with Ben, yeah. it was all that way. Yeah, uh, there was an interview I read uh, from, it was actually just from a few years ago from the, what is it, uh, uh, Dallas Support, uh, Morning Star News, something like that, where the, Vin was asked the question, like, what, what was the best advice you ever received for being a, a broadcaster? And basically his response was uh, Red Barber, who was like a second father to me, told me to come to every game as prepared as you possibly can be and to not be afraid of silence to use the crowd. Which, again, you can look at so many of the classic calls that he's done, particularly uh, uh, Kirk Gibson's uh, home run to, to win game one of the 88 World Series, that, you know, they'll just be silence and you just hear the crowd roaring and, and then Vinny would just play off of that. So Jackie Robinson, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so many. So it's kind of cool. Like, you know, you, you learn these things. And then if you go back and watch his old broadcast, just uh, look for those tales, look for like those specific signs that he's using, which is uh, almost like a, a lost art. You don't really see anybody else really doing it. No. It's not the same. Yeah. I feel lucky that we grew up where we did having Chick Hearn and Vin Scully. Like as a kid, you didn't appreciate it or understand just how good they were. Because we all I mean, grew up with them. Like, like we were all born when we heard them both in their the peak. Like yeah, that was just, that's you grew up with it. That was what was normal. 
or like baseline. Mm -hmm. And then as you get older and become an adult and talk to other people and you hear them talk about stories and like, oh yeah, heard about that. You know, but even Vin, like how he, so many great calls in sports history. It's his voice. It uh, uh, Has ESPN done like a 30 for 30 or anything on him yet? I don't think so, but I won't be surprised if they do. Like, I feel I haven't like, heard of it. I feel like you could, it would be hard to fit in everything that he's done in a, oh yeah you know such a short thing but like i feel like it should it should be done you know no they did it well i'm looking i just looked it up looks like they did one on fernando nation so he's in it because of course he's vin mm-hmm. but i don't see that they've done one just on him there might be something coming soon i mean i actually yeah. i was gonna bring this up a little bit later but it just in the you know past couple of weeks there's been some really cool uh documentaries which i want to get into with you guys uh on hulu about uh, various sports topics so we'll definitely touch on that but uh yeah so the vince Gully passed away peace peacefully in his uh home in hidden hills on august 2nd 2022 at the age of uh, 96 so a long full life is just pretty fascinating yeah. to, i mean I, I definitely would love for someone to come up with a really cool detailed book and then just uh read about everything that he did yeah, I think now that he's passed, we'll start to see see stuff come out about him that, you know, while he's alive, you kind of don't want to do it all. But yeah, yeah, I, I hope that happens. I'm with you. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, anything else on uh, Vince Scully? For me, it was just that he never made the moments about himself. Like he always made the fan feel like they're part of the game. Like he was like a father figure. Talk trying to explain baseball to you for the first time, if that makes any sense, watching the games. That to me is what to me always makes so special. So if you need to know certain play calls or certain things that goes on, it's like watching football nowadays. Nowadays, you're like Tony Romo tell you the play before it even happens. Then Skull is explaining right. to you as it's going on why it's happening this way, rather than say, Oh, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. So he'd walk you through it. So if it's your first game, you'd you you'd have no problems watching it under trying to understand how, why it's going on. Yeah, I would say I think what made him great, it's an it's a lost art, but it's the uh, downtime. Like all modern TV broadcasters, in between pitches, they talk stupid stuff sometimes. Um, but they, they don't explain what's going on. Whereas Vinny, like there what the only downtime was when he wanted you to hear the crowd. Otherwise, he had just the most crazy stories, and you're like, oh, he's so old, he was alive. Like he, he called the game the last time there was one baseball that was used in the entire game. Wow. Right. And like, he would randomly one game, just tell that story. And, and I couldn't tell the details, but just in the middle of it, in between oh, yeah. batters, like, Oh yeah. Foul ball. Yeah. There was one game in 1982 where they used one ball for the whole game, not a foul ball home run. And that was the last time. It's like, how did, he just knew everything. Yeah. True greatness. Absolutely. My uh, my grandpa was a huge uh, Dodgers fan, and uh, so he would watch, but he would always turn on the radio because he couldn't stand mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the regular broadcaster if it was like a national game or something like that. And so he would always have Vin on the radio. And um, like he was, my grandpa was diehard. Like my dad would tell me, like sometimes we'd go over there and he'd be like, don't bring up the Dodgers. They're on a three-game skid. He's real <laughs> upset about it. You know, like seriously, like he it, it would wreck him for like a couple of days. He was such a diehard Dodgers fan, um, and uh, so and my dad to this day, every almost every time I see my dad, my dad's still rocking a, a brand new Dodgers set. You know, as I listen to you say that, I'm like, you know, Chicken. I think Vin did it too. They started simulcasting, where radio tv together it was one yeah so you got the radio version live on tv and it was great mm-hmm. that's how good they were yeah absolutely absolutely uh anything else from Vinny? Or are we ready to to move on I think we're good. i'm ready okay very cool well rest in peace to vince scully you'll never be forgotten and uh dodger fans were eternally grateful mm-hmm. very cool 
Um, anything in particular you guys wanted to discuss? I mean, again, I kind of wanted to keep it open conversation and then we kind of just see where things go from there. But I, but I had to have a few topics of a discussion for myself personally. I got something. Okay, go for it, Nick. Um, you know, I know we're all Laker fans, but uh, really I haven't followed for a couple of years for many reasons. But uh, what's everyone's opinion of LeBron on the Lakers? Are still no swearing? Uh, <laughs> tell you what, Tyler, you can go. I mean, Landon's already left the podcast. Uh, and because I, I, this is going to be episode 37, so I mean, I'm much like versed and better at editing, so I can uh, take some stuff out of my house. Is that a beep you now? <laughs> I'm saying it looks like a mom and pop who doesn't know what the hell they're doing, and they're letting some little coworker run the whole whole, whole store who's like, oh, it's, I'm going to bring my buddies in. I'm like, why the hell is LeBron bringing so-and-so in who's just as old as him who can't run? And you got a GM who's trying to be buddy buddy saying the man to, or the man is coming down from the ceiling because we signed KCP years ago. Look, part of my take is like, I don't watch basketball that much anymore. It's gotten boring. They don't play defense. No, it's just running. It's, it's, it's running. Yeah. It's not that exciting anymore. And that's why with a team, when the average age is all right or close to our age, there's a problem. So I'm going to go there then this, cause you know, I've watched a bunch of videos on who's the greatest player. LeBron or Jordan? Oh yeah, we we talked about that in a previous episode. Yeah. Does does anyone think LeBron is close to Jordan? I don't even think he's close. I, think I wouldn't even. I wouldn't put him above Kobe. <laughs> no, not at all. I like think we all watch them both play. So, I, I mean, I can appreciate how good he is. Obviously, he's on the tail end of his career, but um, I mean. It, it it just never felt right with LeBron coming. He was always kind of like Kobe's nemesis. He was kind of the guy that was going to take over the NBA from Kobe. And then, uh, and then came Steph Curry. You know? <laughs> I, I, saw some, I saw some posts today. Some meme is like, he's not even the, uh, the best player from Akron, Akron, Ohio. Steph Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry was born there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I have a hard time watching the Lakers. I can't really do it anymore with him there. It's pretty sad. I agree. I don't like watching. I think I agree too. Like, I mean, the current product isn't really that great as, as Tyler uh, has eloquently put it, <laughs> but, uh, but I think what actually is kind of been interesting. I don't know if you guys have been checking it out on Hulu. They have a documentary series, uh, legacy. The, the true story of the Lakers. It's actually been pretty fascinating, pretty cool stuff. Like they've been covering uh, the formation of Showtime, how uh, uh, Jerry Buss bought the team, everything going on with that. Uh, I, I want to say this documentary was done in response to the Winning Time show. Did you I don't like know if you heard of that? Like, Did you see the Winning Time? I haven't seen it myself. No, oh, but I've I heard it. Winning Time was good. Is it good? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So what, what I've heard is that there have been several people who have been portrayed on the show who really dislike it. Oh, they don't like, of course they do. They, don't like they being were all an alcoholic or yeah, longer. They're, they they were partying. Be... Okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I kind of wish they, they could have called it Showtime, but I guess they had the the legal uh, yeah with the Showtime Network. So, but uh, but yeah, if you get a chance, check out uh, Lakers Legacy on Hulu. It's actually been pretty cool, pretty fascinating stuff. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Um, any other topics you guys want to bring up now? Uh, have you guys seen the uh, Welcome to Rexham yet? Oh, I wanted I, to bring that up too I, because that's also been a, a Hulu documentary. It's, it's something I want to see. I just know it's the, one of the guys from uh, it's Mac from Sunny Philly bought him and Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds bought in the team. Yeah. I've seen the first episode. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean. Uh, I liked it. I'm going to continue to watch it. I thought it was pretty funny so far. Yeah, so I, I Google searched it because I watched it and everything. And then this past weekend, I get a notification on my phone. Like, I'm getting the score from the Rexham game going on, which was kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, but where is it on TV? I can't watch it. <laughs> no way. It's going to help their. It's gonna help improve their yeah. fan base for sure. Who knows by how many, but it's got to. Yeah, it, it's kind of fascinating to, to see that, you know, that, yeah, so he, he talked about it on the show that uh, that uh, Rob McKel McKelleny, 
Mm-hmm. I have a hard time saying his name. It's not easy like Charlie Day. <laughs> just call him Mac. We all know oh, who he is. Mac yeah, let's just call him Mac. So, so I guess Mac had uh, been introduced <laughs> by the concept of like soccer from like one of the writers from another show he does on Apple TV, the the Mystic Quest. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's okay. where they're doing a video game. Is that the, the video game they're doing? Yeah, I, I, think so. I haven't seen it. But, yeah, they're uh, like making a video game. It's like World of Warcraft. So I guess he was just explaining it to him that, you know, that there's a lot of similarities between uh, Rexham and Philadelphia, just a blue collar mm. worker city, like, you know, it really appealed to, to Mac and he needed the funding. So, so he reached out to Ryan Reynolds, who's got the, the superhero money, as he put it, you know, so it was kind of fascinating to see. And then uh, when they put it up to the fans voting, I mean, the fans were unanimous. Hey, we like you guys. We want you to buy the team. So. It'll be interesting to see where, where it goes from there uh, and, and if they can actually move up in the ranks because it's crazy to think that they're like the third oldest uh, professional sports team, but they play in a fourth division English soccer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a D-league way down there. Single A baseball. <laughs> right. <It's... laughs> Not even double or triple A. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll watch it yeah, we'll for watch sure. It. Yeah. Uh, what one more documentary series that's also been on Hulu? I haven't seen it myself, but apparently they're doing a documentary series on Mike Tyson, which is uh, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, you know, throwing a little boxing in there too. Yeah, some of the guys I was at a poker night last night, and they were talking about that. And I don't know. I feel like I, I would have a hard time watching that because I kind of like Mike, and I know it's going to talk about some of the uh, colorful parts of his past. You know? Yeah. And um, it's all true. It's true. He did some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mike did some really bad things. Right. But um, I don't even think I'll watch that one because I just feel like, you know, it's going to paint him in a bad light, you know, and he seems like he's kind of changed his life for the most part. You know, I mean, Tom, you're a Raiders fan. So this should just be like, <laughs> like this is easy. <laughs> just a Wednesday for the Raiders. Just a, yeah. Win, baby. <laughs> Yeah. No, but the Tyson story, since we're on it, it's interesting. I loved Mike and he was the bad boy and like little kid. Don't look up to Mike. He's he's a bad guy. Yeah, he was coked out of his mind doing just so many drugs. And but the dude was just a bad. Hey, but look who was around him. You know, he's around a bunch. Right. But even. What's his name? His promoter, Don King. Like yeah. that was, like they were they were all mafia. Like he was basically it was around the mafia. So he had to be a bad dude in that sport. And, and there's PR to it and other stuff, but mainly it's the drugs. Now he's like peaceful. Flying pigeons just, around. Now he just you know smokes pot all day and yeah flies pigeons. Except for that you know plane incident where he knocked that dude out in the plane. That kind of that kind of had it coming, but don't don't mess with Mike. I don't think anyone's gonna argue with that one. No, no. (laughs) When I heard about it, I was like, "Oh, that's not good." Then I watched the video, and I was like, "Man, what are you supposed to do? Like, where's the attendance coming up to?" Where's the guy next to him saying, "Hey, you're an idiot. Don't do that." Tyler, what? Tyler, that plaque behind you is, we can't really see it very well. Is that your Brittany Griner plaque? Uh, that's a Ricky Anderson, Shaq, and Larry Bird all autographed. Oh, By the way, uh, I just I just want to point out, Tom was the first one that knew a WNBA player. <laughs> I, I thought I thought the league had already gone away. How did it fell? Yeah. Does someone watch it? Does any, can we name any other player than Brittany Griner? Can anyone who's active <laughs> nope. name another player? In yeah, you have to throw in active because I mean, I just saw some stat the other day. Like, was that LeBron makes like 34 million the whole league, and then WMA makes like 10? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Bill Burr has the best. Has anyone seen his recent <laughs> comedy routine on that? How women I did yeah. the WNBA? Because, like, look, we I got guys sports to watch. Like, why didn't all the feminists start watching it? They said, they needed it. Nope. Because mm. they'd rather watch women throw champagne on each other and fight, pull hair. <laughs> it's a great routine. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, so I, definitely check out those uh, documentaries on Hulu when you get a chance. Yeah, pretty good stuff. And then, of course, I mean, The Last Dance was excellent. I mean, I think that was oh, yeah. Netflix as well. But uh, that, lots of really cool uh, sports stuff to watch. 
I'll say a good sports documentary that show was pretty funny was the Manti Teo one on uh, Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. It looks oh, good. Yeah. It's, actually, it like- it's, it's really well done. And you kind of feel bad for him because how almost an innocent naive he is. You don't want to believe it. I think I remember when it happened, and that was even when like, you that was a conversation. Like that can't be true. There's no way he fell for it. But, but you saying, can look what, back and go like, no, no, no. Like there's things totally. that like, he, had a, he had a cousin that literally said he met the girl. He knows who that is, and so yeah. like, he he posted the the voicemails. It sounds like a chick. He went on Doctor Phil, went behind the screen with one of those dudes, and it sounds like a chick. I remember even the person that did it was interviewed and they were like, yeah, we just like the whole they died from cancer was because they felt bad. They wanted it now. They didn't realize it was that would make the story bigger. It was just like, hey, I feel like I'm trying to end this like it's gone too far. So I got to make this fake person die. How do you do that? And bring it back to life. Is the Teo documentary just like a two hour thing or an hour? it's, It's two one hour episodes. Okay. Like the first episode is like an hour and four minutes, and the second one's like straight up one hour. That still makes me laugh. <laughs> it just makes me every time I like you just see at the end like all the memes like going at it. it's like showing the memes about him like him his fake girlfriend. When you're drafted in San Diego and it's in the city newspapers making fun of you. Look, but now I look back and go, you know that guy's got some natties, man. He faced it all, you know. Like, oh. and it, it kind of goes over into that at the very yeah. end about the demons he had to face. And like why his NFL career turned out the way it did. Right. Yeah. Who? I mean, that wouldn't be easy for anyone. No. So <laughs> that sucks, though. It's like when when Tyler, you know, told us he was straight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's hard to believe, but, you know, I guess it's true. Like, like just for us to, for you telling us you have a stall dude being a ginger exactly exactly that's why you shaved the beard off came clean thank you yes i appreciate the shaved beard trying to like fake your ginger like, it, it's still there it's not all the way gone dude, that's white hair it's not red oh <laughs> okay whatever you say <laughs> very nice very nice any other uh documentaries to check out or you want to move on to some more uh current sports uh, we can go to current sports. Okay. Hey, no, you know what? I would just say um, random stuff on YouTube. They're not so much documentaries, but like that. I think I sent you guys in the past that Jordan versus LeBron video. I love watching people react to it every once in a while. Like there's not a lot of great stuff, but there is some good stuff fans have put together just that's out there. So very cool. Very cool. Definitely uh, should check out that uh dodger talk the dodgers are playing great it's just awesome that yes we do have a team that's uh doing fantastic great to watch and play oh see uh 88 88 and 38 their record right now the best in baseball and uh on pace they'll have another 100 win season for sure which is really really cool and exciting uh mookie betts uh, leading the team in home runs uh trey turner leading the team in rbis so teams looking really good, really, really exciting. What's you know, a- those those turners gotta keep an eye on them. <laughs> Watch out for those gingers. <laughs> exactly. They win Fair. championships. Nice. Uh they did hit a bit of a roadblock this past week with uh Walker Bueller going out with Tommy John surgery. But he hasn't so- pitched since June though, or June or July. He's been out for a while. Yeah, yeah. So so he'll be done the rest of the season, and they're saying even next season, too. That just sucks for the playoffs, really, mm-hmm. knowing you'd have that arm in there, hopefully healthy at the time. He got made the same about within the same right after uh, Walker went down. So May's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Kershaw is supposed to be coming back too. It looks like uh, I mm-hmm. guess he had uh, an assignment this past weekend, uh, just a, a, a practice assignment. So looking pretty good. I think he'll be returning hopefully pretty soon. Yeah. I also saw the other day that the Dodgers are probably going to beat the record for the run differential. So most runs scored over runs against. Oh, so yeah. Like, I saw that. I'm like, oh. Like right now, if I read the Dodgers, or was it three? Like three something. Their records would be close to mid-fours. Like the Dodgers have a good shot at doing it. Yeah. All right, now I got a question. So, you know, I hate to admit it, but living in Texas now, the time difference, you know, <laughs> games don't start until nine, ten. 10. o'clock. My time. Yeah, seven o'clock here. It's seven o'clock your time. 
or 10 o'clock your time or nine. nine nine o'clock over here so sometimes i get to watch an inning or two but staying up that late and finish a game so i don't get to see it i just get every morning google tells me the score the night before so i don't have that like i'm not there watching it like you albert uh-huh. like so i'm curious what's your confidence level as far as winning a title this year do you feel confident and i know there's many variables but just the way the team plays are you confident like all right we're going to the world series this year will we win it like there's two levels to that or are you like well it is hard to get there period no matter how good you are mm-hmm. um are you like eh we can get there but like where are you at as a local fan on your confidence or just what you're feeling like the team in general getting there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, I'm feeling good, really good just on what the team is doing, but I had to admit, I don't necessarily pay attention too much to the other teams that are also playing well. Like I know the Dodgers are about to have a series against the, uh, the Mets and they've, they've been one of the better national leagues. Right. Then uh, the Astros aren't too far behind the Dodgers. Uh, for the overall record. So, I mean, you can't count them out either. But, but that being said, I mean, like, like Tyler mentioned, I mean, the offense has just been so great. So it's it's like- ever since Ben passed, the Dodgers have also, for the most part, been on a tear. So it sounds like there's a win for Ben. Oh, yeah, yeah. That could help, you know. I mean, saying, like, in the back of my mind. Heck, yeah. Because like, even the, the, when it happened, it was during a Giants game, and the Giants didn't want to put on the board because they didn't want to help motivate the Dodgers. Right. Like I, like, I live up here in Northern California, and I'm surrounded by Giants and A's fans, and they're all saying, we're scared of you guys because they'll win for them. Right. I just, you know, for me on the outside, I'm like, eh, just Robert sometimes in the playoffs, his calls. But he doesn't I'm make like, calls. He gets told what to do. Hey, I have, I have a question, man, because, like, I, was, I just pulled up the payrolls, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it, yeah. it just feels like that. I mean, hey, I'm happy to be a Dodgers fan and everything, right. but like it just feels a little cheap to me because of the payroll differential. Like they're buying the World Series. You know what I mean? Okay, wait, but the Yankees didn't do that in the 90s? Not, the Yankees were doing the exact same thing. I'm, hey, I'm a Dodgers fan. Let's let's do it. No, I'm just saying, like, I, like, I when agree. You, when but... you look, no, when you like, look at like Houston's payroll is almost half of ours, but they compete. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. When you cheat, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, we need here hit the trash can. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can say I mean, that. You know, I mean, there's teams too. You know, there's other teams with high payrolls that aren't doing as well as the Dodgers. But like, um, there's a lot of teams that are just like a hundred thousand, a hundred million versus two hundred and seven million, like double. You know, wait for the Mets because now you got Cohen as the Mets owner. He's got more money. Like they had to take him out of the stock market because the dude was like rigging the stuff. That's crazy. Now look from like, I get what you're saying. I agree. Cause I'll go once again, I go back to the Yankees, like Steinbrenner. He just put the money out. I remember being an LA fan going like, we're the, we're one of the top MLB markets in the nation. Why can't we, why can't we get that talent? Like we got network. So the Yes Network was their back deal, but now the Yankees recently bought the Yes Network back, and that's why they're slowly building their payroll back up. No, but I'm just going back to the point of, look, the best players cost money. That's mm-hmm. sports. That's why some sports have caps, you know, but. Does like, baseball not have a cap at all? I thought they have a floor, not a, not a ceiling. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, you get, you get it. You got to pay more like tickets are less. Now, one of the great things about the Dodgers when the Yankees were winning, like a Dodger game was affordable for a family because they didn't have that high salary. And now it's more expensive because yeah. All right. Fans, if you want a better team, you have to pay more money for tickets to bring in those players. Um, It's just, it's a trade-off. Well, they should just do it. They should just do it the way the Cowboys do it. They're terrible, and the ticket prices are still high. No, so what? Remember years ago it was the Florida Marlins. They're just like five hundred every every year. They're just about five hundred. There was a I don't remember what year it was where the Marlins were the most profitable team in the MLB, but they had the worst record, and it was and they had didn't have great attendance. But the way, like on the business side, the way they structured it with their players, like 
yeah, they weren't, they didn't have any great players, but with the amount of fans that came, they made more money than the Yankees and, or more profit. So profit doesn't mean championship. And I don't, I want championships as a fan. Like I'm not looking at the owner making money. I'm looking at, Hey, I'm, if I'm paying money to you, I want to win. That's what's going to put me in the seats. So like, it's interesting. There'll be times, you know, every team, we just finally have a ownership group with money that will spend it, but there'll be a time. And that could be next year, the year after where they go, all right, we kind of blew a lot of money. How many championships did we get? Let's (laughs) dial it back. Like we need to make some money. Again, that's all part of the business of the sport. So Strawberry started doing that this last offseason with Seegers. They literally let him walk. They let, did they let him or did I th- I thought he didn't even he didn't want to come back. No, they basically let him walk, and that's when it freed up money to get Freeman. So it's like we're gotcha. doing trade off. We're doing trade-offs. Right. Hey, I don't know how much time we got left, but real quick. Yeah. Albert, I wanted to shift gears and, and talk some LA Galaxy. Uh, oh, good. That was one of my uh, talking points for. They were up 2-0 earlier, I believe, right? They were, yeah, yeah. Tyler, change the channel from the WNBA playoffs. The Galaxy are on, dude. <laughs> I didn't know there was WNBA playoffs. I thought you were talking about having Jets. <laughs> That's true, Tom. How did you know there were playoffs going on? How did playoffs going on? Why? Because ESPN puts it right on the front now. Wow. <laughs> Very funny, man. Very cool. Yeah, I, I talked about it with you briefly that, uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited about their new signing, uh, Ricky Poosh. Uh, and I mentioned to you before, it's, it's so confusing to me that, so he spells his name like Yasiel Puig did for the Dodgers, but you pronounce it Poosh. So I don't know. I'm going to probably go back and forth between Puig and Poosh. But uh, this guy comes with a high ceiling of talent. I mean, you know, free transfer from Barcelona. Uh, he assisted on the goal. I, I didn't actually see it. I heard that they're still winning 2 nothing right now. But yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm hoping, you know, if you, you bring up the subject earlier about like, you know, having high payrolls, but not necessarily winning. That's what kind of been the Galaxy's problem since Bruce Arena. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they had a Zlatan tearing it up on the offensive end, but yet they would just give up every goal that he scores. <laughs> so hopefully that, that they can, you know, fix things around. And with this new signing, I, I, I'm really excited to watch him play. I think he's going to be a great player, Ricky Pouge. And uh, looks like they got on lockdown for a couple of years, too. So, I mean, if he does well. He can reestablish his uh, his value, probably find another European team. But uh, but in the meantime, just tear up MLS while you're here, while you're young. So Nice, nice. Yeah, I enjoy uh, – I started enjoying the Galaxy again. I, you know, I texted my buddy who's, uh, you know, big-time Mexico fan, and, you know, there's <laughs> not many, or I shouldn't say there aren't any other than Chicharito that I've rooted for over the years, but – I always felt like he always played the game the right way. He works hard like Rooney. Um, you know, he played for both United and Real Madrid and just a stud player, you know? Yeah, I was really excited when they announced that they had signed him. So, I mean, I'm hoping that with – I mean, I don't know if they'll be able to be competitive this year, but it's uh, it's crazy with MLS. If you can just make the playoffs, like almost any team yeah, can run. So. Yeah. <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. But uh, they're they're looking uh, like they can make a good run this uh, last couple of weeks before the the season ends. For sure, it would be nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, let's close it out with some NFL talk. There we go. Very cool. Very cool. So since the last time we talked about the Super Bowl, I mean, you know, we have uh, there's been, I guess maybe been some uh, some news going on with the NFL outside stuff. <laughs> a little bit. I think it's better to maybe focus on the the infield product, unless you guys want to talk about the outside stuff too. But Ooh. Oh, we can do a whole episode on that. <laughs> Joe Rogan, his podcast yeah, is pretty interesting. <laughs> um, likelihood of the Rams uh, repeating this year? I know it's really really tough for for NFL teams. Okay, I, mean, I, think, uh, I like them going. Broncos to the last team to do it right back in the nineties. Who? Uh, the Broncos were they the last team to win? Uh, back yeah, Broncos the last one to back back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think they're the, I think they're the best chance of the NFC to make it, but I think the AFC is so tough. Yeah. It's just tough in general mm-hmm. to win back to back in any sport. Yeah. So. I mean, how many times does a team win in the next season? It's like, ah, oh, they look good on paper still. Mm-hmm. But, like, the guys won. Like, they're not taking it as seriously because they got that ring. They and got that would- They got that contract. It's time to think about their career, their longevity, their next paycheck. 
making sure they're there. You just don't know like who on the team is going to go down that road, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I think one of the reasons it's just so hard to predict no matter who it is or what team it's fit. So I'd say it's 50, 50. I mean, we'll see like every year injuries, who knows what'll happen, mm-hmm. but Any I mean, uh, players that you guys are excited to see this coming season, regardless of team. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing Colin Kaepernick this season. <laughs> Here's going to start. I, I, I thought the I thought the Niners got Kaepernick 2.0. That's what he throws. <laughs> I'm, just waiting, I'm just waiting to wear pick socks. <laughs> no, but let's just go there. What about the news that the Raiders passed on Brady? Did I hear that right? Yeah, John Gruden passed on Brady. Didn't want him. Look, I love Gruden, and part of me is like, well, Brady's old. He's still he's still great, but is that kind of where you want to put your future of a team if you're trying to build something? I don't know. I don't necessarily think it was yeah. the worst decision to say no. Like, how yeah, many seasons so. will you have with him to get that right fit and build around him? And that's why I think I, he took that for sure. He's like, I got this guy. I know what he is. So I heard Brady and Gronk were supposed to come. Was the deal right? Mm-hmm. Once again, and Gronk's got his arms and backs are all messed up. So who knows what Gronk was going to do? There's no guarantee how they're going to do in Vegas. Right. That's why I think he's like, hey, I, I know we have the sure and car. I know he is. He's a, about a 12, top 12 quarterback. Brady, we it's don't know. It's, you know, I love Gronk. I know he analyzes everything from his old ESPN shows, you know, when he wasn't coaching uh, or Gruden. So I'm like, eh, he had to have a reason. Mm-hmm. If he thought he could win, I think he would have done it. But I just think he took the stats saying no quarterback since Tarkanian that ever really made it to this this age and made kept at that level. Right. So there's gonna be a day that they're all expecting. Oh, you fall, you fall off the cliff. Look, it's like when Manning went to the Broncos, though. I was like, ooh. I mean, that worked out. He threw a, but, was a he goes 104 uh, touchdowns the first one year, and the next year he's can barely get past the 50-yard line. No, right. So it's like, what? which guy are you going to get? Like that old in the career. Dude, I think, um, you know, it's, I it's hope, tough. I hope I hope Brady gets one more, dude. I hope I hope he wins this and goes out with the with the dove and another Super Bowl, man. I'm a huge Brady just, fan. Just to piss off the world. Yeah, dude. I just, I love it, dude. Like he hasn't even been there during preseason. He's just barely coming back. 11 days off yeah dude and i mean he's just such a stud dude such a winner and uh you know i i guess he changed the coach or whatever so that's i don't know what's gonna happen there but i'm a think he's i'm a fan too i became a fan when i won my fantasy football championship with him multiple times but that's when i started really paying attention to him so but i still i'm like he's got that brett Favre mentality where like I think it's time. I think it was time. Go out on top. Do do something that most athletes can't solidify your spot as the greatest. And don't come back. But it's like Favre talked about how he he looks back and you know I played too long. It it cost me and my body and time with family and like you didn't have it all. Like it's time to let the younger guys step up. But that's my question. Like. I feel like there's no good young quarterbacks in the league. There's no young Tom Brady's, young Peyton Manning's, just tearing up the game. Dude, Justin Abert's pretty good, dude. He's that San Diego QB, man. That kid is good. Oh, uh, LA now, man. I, I like Allen. Or Chargers, you meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah he like Char- Herbert, Chargers. But I like Josh Allen. He's tearing up in Buffalo. Yeah, there's a couple, but we'll see if they can be consistent. That's that's what I mean. Like yeah. you can't do it one. But I think part one of year. why I keep staying it, like he's got the chip on his shoulder. He's picked 199. He's kind of always got I gotta prove it mentality. Yeah, like still, he's still trying to prove that it was him, not Belichick. Like he's showing that he was the system, like Belichick was a losing head coach before him, like on the verge of getting fired with having an all poor, all core uh blood cell as quarterback his quarterback. 
still almost get, get fired and let alone Brady comes in to save him. Like it's still having to prove that he's the he is the man. But if that's what it takes, then no, that's what exactly that's, do what that's what he's doing. And that's why at his age, he's still plugging away. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Like I watch less NFL because it's more political than just sport. I'll still say it. Like I just want to see guys go out and run into each other. And the rule change is still every year now. It's like, ugh. That's a flag. Like they're realizing that the money is in the players. And so you'd rather have their best product on the field is not having them in hospital or on IR. So they're trying to protect their players. Yeah, but you know, football's always been kind of our version of the gladiators. But like you, they we died. Go, we can go to the know. Know. <laughs> NFL blitz, that video game, how that blew that all up. Oh. Huh, that was a great game. I know. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> no i just think like it feels like all sports i'll say it all sports seem to be like it's not about the game anymore it's no, about other stuff not protect the player and the, and the players on the on the back of the jerseys look i don't i don't want my favorite players to get hurt but mm-hmm. you're grown men running into each other at full speed like that's always been the game but they're also they're going into ct and the other stuff and the head traumas no, I, you know, I'm still surprised. Like we can't improve the helmets. You know, there's other things. I think the NFL has got some problems no, in particular. Got, just in the past but, few years, they've got, had a couple of different models as far as upgraded helmets. But the problem is it takes so long to get it. Patented. Once again, it's like boxing. Like, Hey, you're going to take blows to the head for your career. And you're going to hope that there's no damage, but we all know if you go into boxing or UFC or anything, you're getting, you're getting concussions you know soccer you can get concussions in soccer still but mayweather so, never did this is you dodging i know but that's still the risk so i'm like look we know the risk i do agree have you guys seen it probably it wasn't a documentary but there's a push to just lower in practice um contact mm-hmm. like that you do less contact in practice oh, like physical hard contact and that's helping a lot, I believe, mentally with guys. Um, that it's it's not that it's just that there's contact, but it's sustained contact every day, day after day in practice. And it's like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. If we can limit the serious trauma to the brain during the week. So I know there's been a push to kind of – in, in certain high schools and other teams have done that. Like they still have contact. It's just not as dangerous contact. I know they've been wearing those like padded helmets during the summer and preseasons, and they yeah. wear them partially during their season or during the weekdays. Basically, test on the brain how it's functioning, all these other stuff. But I don't know if it's actually going to help protect them and show no how to protect it. It's yeah. just so I think it's interesting in human behavior. Like when you're younger and you're playing sports, like the guys get concussions and don't tell their coach because they don't want to come out of the game. Like there's that human element that, okay, we got to teach people like it's not worth it in the long run, but as athletes, like we've all been injured and not, you know, Kobe popped his shoulder out and thought he could play left-handed. Like, no, I don't need to come out. There's just that mentality that professional athletes have of I'll, I'll sacrifice everything, including my body. And it really is a sacrifice. I'm for the education of it. And like, just know, you know, know about the potential effects, but for those that don't want to risk it, go to another sport. Those that are willing to go run into each other full speed, full speed. Anyway, it's my right. Excellent points, man. It's really, really good stuff, man. Really good. Uh, anything else with uh, the NFL or any other uh, talking points for tonight? I'm just ready for football to start officially. Yeah, I've been watching it. It's not as political as other sports like basketball are. They try to keep it somewhat mainstream, but it's – I hear what Nick was saying earlier about it, where it's gone political, but it's not as bad as it was a couple of years ago. It's not as bad now, but overnight that could change. Yeah. So, you know, the Raiders signed Kaepernick, and he's – there you no, go. No one's even watch him anymore. Like, they, they had a couple of walks, and he's done. They go well. Definitely one of my all-time favorite things to do is just uh, sit down on the TV, watch sports, and have junk food, man. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And then uh, baseball playoffs coming up soon. Uh, MLS playoffs, hoping that Galaxy can make a push. Uh, good time, good time for sports. Of course, there's never a bad time for sports, but uh, it, it's nice <laughs> that the dog days of summer are kind of over, and now we're moving into the yeah. fall. So. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go, so Aaron Rodgers was on the Joe Rogan podcast. I haven't watched it yet. I've just seen a couple of clips to go a little, like you said, Albert. Not so much on the field sports, but have you guys heard anything about? I saw a couple it? things. I saw that he tried to say the whole vaccine thing. He tried to throw people for a curveball. Well, he didn't say he's vaccinated. He's saying immunized, whatever he's trying to say. He's like, oh, I was just throwing everyone for a curveball. I was like. I would say listen. Like I li- That's the one part I listened to. Mm-hmm. And it was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd say hear it for yourself. I still want to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, it was quite interesting. There might be some hypocrisy, he points out. There is. Very cool. Yeah, definitely have to check that out. Joe Rogan's on uh, Spotify, right? Yep. Oh, he's a, he every, pretty, pretty much every podcast platform he's on. He's one of the top ones, right? Yeah. He, he is the top one, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I know for a while, Adam Carolla, I think, was one of the top ones. But uh, that was remember. many, many years ago, yeah, if I remember right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh, there's also, I think the number two, we'll see <laughs> the number two podcast is the casting for fun podcast on Spotify. Nice. Nice. Oh, what? <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. I'll take number two. I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So any other talking points before we wrap up for tonight? No, good. I mean, you know, I feel like we could, there's so many things we could talk about that we could go on for hours as always. Just, yeah, yeah. We can start talking FIFA again or Blitz or. Oh, yeah. Just getting together, reminisce about old times would be kind of fun. Even like, uh, you know, there was that one time I did an episode with Nick. I don't know if you guys have heard it, uh, Tom and Tyler, that uh, we just came with pre-established uh, stories, but I didn't know what he was going to bring up. He didn't know what I was going to bring up. It was almost just like a natural flowing conversation. Right. That was actually kind of fun. It was pretty cool. So we can probably do something like that, too. We can do something like that. Very nice. Very nice. Hey, we should do a podcast where Tyler comes out of the closet. <laughs> and we're going to do a podcast when Nick decides to get a soul back. <laughs> if that's even possible. Well, that's also very true. Yes. Or we can do an episode where Tom finds his, uh, finds his brain back and from, getting, from having dementia. And remember <laughs> all those CT problems from his football days. You're breaking up, Tyler. We can't hear you. <laughs> what, Tom? You play football? <laughs> oh, I do have a question. I thought of something. Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Nick. Go for it. Have you been to Dodger Stadium this season? I've been twice. Yeah. The the, the renovations look really cool. Yeah. So nice. I'm curious about the pavilion because I went two years ago, but they hadn't redone the pavilion yet at that time, if I remember right. Have you? So did you sit in the pavilion, like that whole back area? Like no, the rest no, of the stadium we, was great, but I'm like, we always grew up sitting in the pavilion, so I'm just curious what's what it's like over there now. I know they have, like, dude, in one way, Cho- I feel bad. That's Cholo-landia, man. What are you talking about? I know, but I grew up there, so. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no. for those that don't know, left field pavilion, my parents were at the game where the fight started in the 70s, where they stopped selling alcohol <laughs> in the pavilion. Oh, yeah, you're selling to Raider Nation. <laughs> yeah, until McCourt took over in the 2000s and was like, oh, we're losing money. Like, it's been 30 years. Let's let's give it another try. Now, with uh, the whole facelift that the, the stadium's gone through, it's very, like, family-friendly. Like, you know, there's, like, play area for the kids. I mean, TV's everywhere. So you can it's just – Ryan like, Dallas – what's yeah. his name? Uh, Dallas sit there now? The guy, the old Giants fan? Would he be fine? Who? Who was that guy who, uh, like, 20 years ago decided to throw stuff at Raider fans? Old Giants fan up from Fresno. Oh, you mean like outside of the stadium when I, the I kid remember, yeah, I remember the guy died? No, yeah, like someone died. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I just remember he was trying to start a fight with some Raider fans. Yeah, that was dumb. Dodger fans, uh, they got some problems. Some of them, as Tom yeah. said, Cholo Landia. I do like how the the accessibility of the stadium works out now. I mean, you can essentially go wherever you want. You can go wherever you want for food. Uh, the food options really great too. So I, I think it's it's a more pleasant. of really not to say that it was ever unpleasant, but I can understand people's reservations before. But it's definitely a really cool environment. The stadium looks fantastic. So 
yeah, whenever you make your way back to LA, definitely uh, check out a game. No, that's uh, we didn't work. They were out of town last time I was in town. So, oh, okay. okay. Wasn't able to go last year. But even when I go to like the Texas stadium here, I always ask for a Dodger dog. <laughs> look at me. I'm like, what? You don't have it? It's better. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Well, there's nothing else. We'll go ahead and sign off for tonight. But uh, Nick, Tom, Tyler, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, thanks for chatting sports. Uh, I love doing this. And we'll do this again much sooner than the last time. Uh, sure. Get everyone together and just uh, uh, talk and have a good time. Let's do it. For sure. Okay. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to the Casting for Fun podcast. Have a good night.